I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 220 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an awesome guest for you guys today. He is a dad who went from working in the erectile dysfunction medical industry to the hemp industry. He found the love of his life on The Bachelor in Paradise. Evan Bass will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. Make sure you are following me over on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the exciting giveaways that are going on. The post is up for AJ Buckley's diaper bags. I will also be giving away three children's books written by first class fathers who have appeared right here on the podcast. Brad Meltzer with his I am Neil Armstrong, Zach Bush made for me. Brady Smith and Tiffany Thiessen's You're Missing It all are included in one awesome giveaway, so don't miss out on that. And you guys always hear me talking about how I drive for Uber on the weekends, so I will be giving away a $50 Uber gift card as well. So let's go, dads. Get over to Instagram at Alec underscore Lace. Make sure you're following me to get in on all the fun. All of the giveaways will be announced on Father's Day following my appearance on Fox and Friends. Tomorrow on the podcast here, we're going to have a Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood. Former Navy SEAL Nick Hayes, who just published a book of his own titled Elite, will be joining me here to close out the week. Next week, I have five brand new episodes coming your way. Singer-songwriter Lee Greenwood, who penned the patriotic classic God Bless the USA, will be here with me on Monday. Also next week, actor Carl McDowell, who stars in HBO's smash hit series Ballers will be stopping by. And follow me on Instagram for the other dads that will be joining me next week, including a fresh Navy SEAL interview. And don't forget to tune in to Fox and Friends on Father's Day morning to see my appearance on the show there and share my message about first class fatherhood with a whole new audience. I'm so pumped up for the experience. I hope you guys will be watching. And please share this podcast with every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that is celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to jump into the action right now with Evan Bass. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. You are going to hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to consider becoming a sponsor of First Class Fatherhood, please hit me up with an email, firstclassfatherhood at gmail.com. All right, and joining me now is a first-class father. He is the founder of several erectile dysfunction clinics in Tennessee. He was a contestant on season 12 of the matchmaking reality show, The Bachelorette, and eventually found the love of his life on The Bachelor in Paradise. It is so cool for me to say, Evan Bass, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thanks for having me. All right, let's do this. How many kids do you have and how old? Well, I've got a 17-year-old who's turning 18 next month. Got a 13-year-old, an 11-year-old. A 15-month-old and another one on the way, due in November. Wow, yeah. Congratulations on the new one coming your way here. Are you guys going to find out what you're having, or are you going to wait till November to find out? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're going to find out very soon, so looking forward to it. Okay, you're going to do some type of uh, gender reveal here, or what? Of, of course. I'm trying, <laughs> to, I'm trying to do something, like, epic, because I, I, this is probably my last child, so I want to, like, just blow it up. She won't let me blow up a porta potty, but I want to do something huge, you know, like something just massive. Okay, I like that. All right, Evan, please take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, sure. So um, I started out my life as an EMT and got into the medical field 
a lot of people, you know, I, I went on the bachelor shows and, and they called me uh, erectile dysfunction specialist. So um, I had some medical practices that specialized in like men's health, anti-aging, uh, you know, like testosterone and erectile dysfunction stuff. And so uh, I, I transitioned out of that and um, uh, sort of start, I have a family farm in Connecticut and we're uh, trying to convert it into a hemp farm. So that's kind of my newest project that I've been working on. And it's uh, it's been a lot of fun and a bit of a whiplash going from the medical field into the hemp industry, or at least the hemp growing industry. You know, farming is is uh, is completely different than than the medical practices. You know. Yeah, what an incredible ride you've had here, Evan. And you have three boys, and then you got the girl, just like I did. You're going for one more there, so you're going to top me. What's been the biggest changes for you as far as having a girl after having three boys? Well, it's still relatively new, but it's uh, she's just so sweet. I don't know, and I, I'm I feel a lot more protective over her than the boys. I don't know with the boys, I was kind of like you know roughing them up a little bit, and you know I'm like you know let the world kind of you know teach you how to you know how to how to act. And with her, I'm just like I just everyone stay away. I'm gonna protect her, and <laughs> it's it's very much a different uh, side of me that comes out around her than than with the boys. Yeah, very cool. It has been such a wonderful experience for me as well here. I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to be the father of a little girl. Um, So what does your bedtime routine look like, Evan? Are you a storyteller, a lullaby guy? Uh, How do you get it down to bed? Yep, she gets uh, two or three books before bed every night. And, um, you know, after her bottle, uh, her mom's got her on pea milk right now, P-E-A. And it's like some you know, high protein milk thing or whatever. It's like, you know, apparently the new stuff. So she gets her pea milk and then when we read a book and um, she she goes right down. We're pretty lucky, knock on wood, but like really just put her pass in her mouth, put layer in her crib and she's, she's down within five minutes usually. Okay, good stuff. Now I've had Ryan Sutter on the show here. He found the love of his life on The Bachelorette. I've had uh, Jason Mesnick who found his bride on The Bachelor. You found the love of your life on The Bachelor in Paradise. So what was the difference of being on The Bachelorette as opposed to being on The Bachelor in Paradise? Oh, The Bachelorette was just a nightmare for me. It was it was like so hard. Um, I It was just a bunch of like type A, you know, personality guys who half of them were, you know, it felt like they were on steroids before they came on. And so they're just all, you know, muscle bound and, uh, you know, just kind of prancing around. And, you know, it, it was really difficult because, you know, you, you sort of go in and you're just like, well, are these guys for real? I really thought for a while half of them were actors because like these, these personalities can't be like this. Like this just isn't real life. And, you know, after a while you get to know that they're just kind of putting on, a little bit of a front in there. Most of them are really nice guys, but um, it was it was tough, and I I had a you know really difficult time on that sh- on that show. And then after Bachelorette, I was like, you know what, I'm I just don't care. Like I'm just gonna go into Bachelor in Paradise and just be like, you know what, I'm just I'm just going for it. I'm gonna do all the fun things. I'm gonna actually like enjoy myself this time. And so I you know I did crazy stuff on the show. Like you know I ended up getting my wife by you know, taking her to the hospital with me when I got sick and, you know, basically faked my own death to get her to come with me. And I mean, it was, it was an adventure, way more of an adventure than the bachelorette. And, um, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't trade that experience for the world. Yeah. Very cool. And what were some of the challenges, Evan, of doing those shows while being a father? Oh, well, you just don't get to talk to your kids all the time. And, um, you know, I was divorced, so I only had my kids for, for half the time. So it wasn't like I was always with them. 
But, you know, I just think about the boys and what they're, like, thinking about and going through. And they did let me FaceTime, like, um, uh, you know, every couple days or so. And that was that was fun. And I'm like, it's, it's hard to say. They're like, what's going on? I'm like, well, I'm filming a TV show. It's a bunch of crazy drunk people on an island. <laughs> like, it's hard to tell them what, what exactly is going on. And, um, but, you know, they they – we're, we're cheering for me. You know, they all their friends thought it was really cool. And so they can't, they like that, but it wasn't, it wasn't easy. Like it definitely had some tears when I was like thinking about them just kind of being apart so far away from me and, and not able to reach out if they wanted to. Yeah. Good stuff, Evan. And how did the experience of becoming a dad for the first time kind of change your perspective on life? Uh, well, you know, I, I mean, it changes it in so many different ways. Like, you know, I had my kids really young, and or my the first first round of kids really young, and so you're. It's just such a. Uh, I don't. I feel like you're in such a different place. You know, headspace when you're younger versus you know like now I'm 36 and it's like man, like, fatherhood's so much different now than it was back then, and so you you kind of have to give up so much of you know a lot of the, the aspirations and a lot of that all that free time just goes away. You know, and you're like. Um, you know, you literally have to give your life to to these little ones, and it, it's easy because they're adorable and they love you so much. But you know, it's certainly um, a, a sacrifice and one that's the, I think the best sacrifice of all time, becoming a, a dad and and uh, giving up all that stuff. But yeah, it's it's you know, having a kid at 21 versus having a kid at 36 is is completely different. Well said. And how was the relationship, Evan, uh, between your children from a previous relationship uh, with your wife and your daughter? Oh my gosh, the boys adore her. I mean, the, the you know their their lives I feel like revolve around her. They're just like they're you know when they're with their mom, they're like I miss Bella so much. I can't wait to see her. And I mean, they just can't wait to to hang with her. And then she loves them when when they walk into a room. Uh, she just lights up and runs to them. And um, you know she goes back and forth between which which. Uh, uh, brother is her favorite and it's really, it's really cute but like you know right now the youngest one the 11 year old she like always has to be with him when he's around and um you know they get jealous and just vie for time with her so it's really cool and then yeah. and, and then carly's really cool you know she's a cool stepmom and she's um pretty laid back and um you know they they really like her too there's there's a you know it's still early they've known her for a few years and and they're teenagers now and preteens and so it's it's uh you know there's always adjustment period but but they've all handled it really well yeah that's awesome evan all right it's time to get an important word from our sponsors and back with more with evan bass i'm alec lace and you're listening to first class fatherhood are you enjoying first class fatherhood did you know you can actually get paid just for listening to this podcast it may sound insane but it's true There is a free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Seriously, just go download the free PodCoin app on your iPhone or Android, and if you use my special code, Fatherhood, you will get 300 PodCoins just for signing up. The more you listen, the more PodCoin you earn. And then you turn those PodCoins into gift cards for places like Amazon, Starbucks, or more. So go ahead and listen to this podcast on PodCoin and sign up using the code Fatherhood. It will change the way you listen to podcasts.
Let's go, dads. Summertime is upon us here, and there is no better way to spend time with your kids this summer than to take them to a live event, whether that's out at the ball field, at a monster truck rally, or even a Broadway show. Buy your tickets on SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and apply my code First class, that's one word, first class, and first class fatherhood listeners are going to save $20 off their ticket purchase. Get over to SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and buy all your tickets for this summer's fun. Maybe you want to take them to their first concert. Go to SeatGeek.com and apply my code, first class, one word, first class, and save $20 off your ticket purchase. Fatherhood is the best seat in the house. And what type of uh, disciplinarian are you as a father? And has your discipline style changed at all uh, since your new relationship and adding a, a girl into the mix? Uh, sure. I, you know, I think the, I'm not sure what the style would be um, per se. I'm pretty laid back. I like to, I really do like to let um, life teach him some things. And the one thing that, that someone told me once is, especially as your kids get older, is to just be available and be around and, um, I try really hard to do that when, you know, they, they don't always want to hang out with me anymore. They want to go hang out with girls or go to the pool or whatever, but I just want to make sure that I'm sort of in their sphere and they know that I can always talk to them. So, um, and specifically with discipline, um, I think, you know, you can get, uh, use a lighter hand as, as time goes on. I mean, you know, at first it was, you know, you know, angry and, and then as, as the time goes on, you're just kind of like, okay, let's, let's it becomes more discipline than punishment you know it's like less less about you know what taking stuff away and more about okay let's use this as a as a learning moment and um realizing that kids are just you know they're not they're not trying to be um bad they're more so just testing boundaries and so when you look at it like like that then you sort of want to help them instead of um you know sort of just be take stuff away and and not not let them you know it's less punitive and more um, supportive. Okay, cool. Now, have any of your boys ever watched you on The Bachelor in Paradise or The Bachelorette? And, and do you feel comfortable allowing them to watch it? Yeah, they they watched they watched a lot of it. Um, some episodes they didn't let them watch, but they were you know they were old enough to where it wasn't you know, it's, it's ABC. It's not like you know HBO late night or something. So it's uh it, it was you know they they laughed and kind of watched me go through the harder stuff where I looked you know, didn't look very good. And then through to the end where, you know, people started really becoming fans and that was, that was cool for me to watch. And I use that as a learning experience. Like, dude, look, as I know, I've, I took the nastiest tweets where people called me names and ugly and creepy and all this stuff. And then, and then it, it changes. And it's like, that's how our world is now. Um, you know, people can change on a dime about how they feel about, about any given thing. So it was, it was been a cool, I think, learning curve that we've all been able to sort of go through together yeah and social media we know it can be such a vicious place it's something that i've learned a lot about this past year because i never had any social media accounts until i started this podcast i mean it is just such a brutal place um and and this technology it's a challenge for a lot of us dads so how do you kind of handle the youtube the video games and all the other technology with your kids yeah i mean i don't have much of a problem with with the the boys like pushing the limits with that stuff but like you know i have they're, I mean, they're so busy. They're they're playing soccer. They're my oldest is at work, and they're they're doing all, sort of all the things that that keep them busy and active and outside away from that stuff. So when they come home, I let them. You know, they usually have an hour or maybe two to to play Fortnite or whatever 
game they, they want to play. And then I've got pretty, pretty strict parental controls on, um, you know, all their devices and all that stuff. So they can't like, you know, do get to the, get to the bad stuff. Okay. Good point. And I know you said there that they play soccer. Are the kids into any other sports and do you get involved with coaching at all? Oh yeah. So they, soccer's number one, basketball, uh, they've gotten into that. Um, and yes, I've coached, uh, a few years of soccer and it is the most stressful thing of all time. I've actually was lucky enough. My 11 year old, we, uh, we, uh, won the championship in our soccer league and it was truly one of the most amazing moments of my life. I mean, you just, you know, my son scored four of the goals. They were down by two. He, he single-handedly brought the team back and, and was just the hero and the star of the game. And, and being on the sidelines, being able to coach him through that was just, I mean, nothing better. I mean, it's so, so incredible. So I can't, I just, I had to stop though. Like the next year we were terrible and I just found myself getting so angry. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what's that movie with Will Ferrell? Uh, kicking and screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was turning into Will Ferrell a little bit. I was like, hey, I'm just going to, I'm just going to chill on the sidelines now. And then they started, they started doing club soccer, which is a whole nother level of like time and every day. Oh my God. And you're traveling to, you know, Birmingham or Louisville or somewhere every weekend. It's, it's wild. So, um, you know, it, it, I love that it's a big part of their lives though. Okay. Awesome. Now, what can you tell me about this uh, world record uh, kiss that you and your wife did on the show there? Uh, what made you guys attempt that? <laughs> well, we had to, so we didn't know we were going into it, but we show up to this date they took us on and then there's Chris Harrison, the host of the bachelor. And he's like, Hey guys, guess what? You're going to break a world record. <laughs> and so we actually failed on our first attempt. And like, I mean, I was dry heaving and tears and snot were just going down my face. And Carly pulled me through. She's like, we have to do this. And I was like, okay. So I stuck another freaking pepper in my mouth and oh man, I, I'm really glad that I did it and I wouldn't have done it without Carly, but it was, it was one of the most painful moments of my life for sure. Yeah. That's one thing I'm never sure about if that stuff is scripted or if it's a, a spur of the moment type deal. Oh no. The bachelor loves the element of surprise. That is one of their, their strongest methods of, of getting what they want. Okay. Well, you've had some great success here already. What type of uh, goals or plans do you have here for yourself for the future? Yeah. I'm so like restoring my family farm has been, been in the family since 1710. It was a grant from the King of England and, um, you know, it's been uh, 12 generations of basses have farmed it. And so I'm I'm hoping to bring my boys up there and do some hemp farming so they can be 13 generations and, and sort of restore the form, farm back to its its former glory. And that's really, that's kind of, I don't know, I feel like it's a, a passion project. And, um, and so I really, you know, kind of, the, the older I get, the more I realize how much it's just all about family. So I'm, I'm really focused on, on the kids and, and being there for them and then also doing this this hemp project. <laughs> okay, and are you still involved at all with the medical industry, the erectile dysfunction stuff and all that, or did you cut ties completely? No, it's all pretty much behind me. I still I still have a couple contracts out there, but um, yeah, no, I've, I've moved on for the most part. Okay, last thing I want to hit you with here, Evan, I love to ask all the dads I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Oh, yeah, I think, well, I think you got to give, um, you know, your, your partner and your spouse is the, a lot of grace in that early season. I mean, through all seasons, but especially in that early season, I think the more that, um, the more you can sacrifice to help her out, I think the, the that pays in, you know, in dividends 
down the road. And I think that's just, it's, it's so hard, I think, to be, um, unselfish and, you know, you kind of have to give, it's like almost sometimes unnatural feeling to give so much. But I feel like that, that, um, that gift, even if you're not together, even if it's, you know, you're, you're divorced or you're not married and you're going through it, I feel like giving, giving that time and that support to, uh, the mom is, is huge and um you know you just can't you can't if you do that you can't screw it up i mean you really can't screw it up yeah well said i love the message this has been a lot of fun for me i gotta say evan bass you're a first class father best of luck with the new baby coming in november and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on first class fatherhood awesome thanks so much for having me all right i'm back with some closing thoughts in just a second here Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Evan Bass for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, and drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Lock it in for tomorrow. We're going to close out the week with a bang here. We got a fresh Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood coming at you. Former Navy SEAL Nick Hayes, who has a new book out of his own titled Elite. He'll be joining me here. And you got to check me out on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace. Get involved on these giveaways that are going on. We got two diapers bags, three children's books, and an Uber gift card that I'm giving away on Father's Day following my appearance on Fox and Friends. So please, lock it in. Tell all your friends about the show here that's celebrating fatherhood and family life. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Sometimes